Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Great to see you again, and we appreciate you spending time with us. We have another interesting topic today, topics. This edition is made possible by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning, and it's good afternoon to our guest. Joining us from Amsterdam is the co-founder of Squad Mobility, Robert Hoovers. Hi, Robert. Hi, Fred. Hi, Alan. Uh, nice to have you join us. Thank you. Good morning. Well, let's start out with some background about Squad Mobility. You're going to be bringing a, what you call a compact city car that charges itself on direct solar energy to the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas next month, part of the Dutch delegation. So let's talk a little bit about what you're doing and how it is so different. Yeah, so, so we have developed the Squad Solar City Car. It's a very compact uh, little city car. Um, in the USA, you would probably call it a neighborhood electric vehicle. Um, it's, it's very compact as the, the length is only two meters and the width is one meter, 40 centimeters. So you can actually cross park it on an average car parking space. So you can park three squads on one single parking space. It is initially designed for the European L6 and L7 categories. Uh, those are, uh, categories for vehicles up to 45 kilometers an hour. That is 25 miles and uh, the L7 up to 70 kilometers an hour. That is uh, 40, 44 miles, I think. Uh, so the squad has an integrated uh, solar panel on the roof or solar roof uh, that can generate uh, solar kilometers. In Las Vegas, where we're going, uh, that would be up to 32 uh, kilometers per day. Um, so the average usage of these kind of vehicles in Europe is around 12 kilometers per day. So in Amsterdam, you could charge up to 20 kilometers per day. So that's a very significant amount if you compare it to your know, average usage. Obviously, it's, it's in, in the winter uh, less. Uh, in the winter of Las Vegas, it would be uh, very reasonable. In the winter of Amsterdam, uh, Amsterdam is very high latitude, so uh, uh, worse. Uh, but still uh, very helpful. Um, the additional kilometers, uh, what we like to call battery range, uh, is generated by four swappable batteries, which can be uh, port, which are portable and can be swapped and exchanged, uh, also hot swapped. Um, so what we have developed is basically one single product where energy generation, energy storage and energy usage is combined in one single product. So that's what we have now. And in the long term, we want to make those vehicles also uh, fully autonomous uh, because the squad is designed for sharing platforms uh, where the autonomy would be used to uh, deliver the vehicles to the places with the highest demand, autonomous. Uh, in the midterm, we are looking to first uh, develop uh, remote control for the squads. That is uh, meant that if you have a huge fleet in a city, say you have a few hundred vehicles, 
and uh, there are a few standing in the way of fire department, the police, or or ambulance, then you can remotely slowly move them out of the way. Well, uh, a couple of questions, if I may ask you. Uh, the batteries, you didn't tell us uh, uh, what kind of range you have. You said you had four of them, uh, or I think you did say what kind of range, but what's their weight? And, and, and how have you yeah. dealt with the weight of the of the battery, which is, you know, typical question with respect to any EV. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So the batteries are 10 kilograms in weight. Uh, each. Which, e each or the, each, for the each, each, each. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. we have four um, and they have a 25 kilometer range per battery. So a maximum of 100 kilometer range for the whole vehicle. For batteries, 10 kilos, that is... Uh, you know, it's not meant to to run uh, or to walk uh, long distances, but for a quick swapping, it is uh, it is uh, uh, very useful. Yeah, and of course, you know the how the swap is and whatever. At least in, come to mind, we're here in the U.S. where such a thing would be uh, would be um, uh, really valuable. Or all in these uh, senior communities, not only in Florida. Uh, but in Arizona, Nevada, you know, the southern states and so on, many of these communities now have golf carts. Yeah. Okay. And and in a sense, uh, you know, the, the golf cart is is really, um, you know, it's fine, but it's it's sort of a, a, a very, it, not much has been put into that technology, certainly not in the battery, in the battery technology that's in those vehicles. And uh, of course, your solar panel aspect of it, you know, really, really would help. And that's a, that's a substantial, that's a substantial market that also has a sort of a, needs uh, that are the kinds that you can afford in other words uh, the the need of of more than uh, you know a 40 kilometer range during a day is i mean you know the, everything is compact the, the community aspect of this is a very valuable thing if one looks at most communities if you look at how far i travel on a typical day you know it really isn't much more than 40 kilometers i mean it's way less yeah. Okay. Sure, I go to Newark Airport every, and I went to Pittsburgh. Whatever you know, every, but I don't do that every day. And and so you know the the range thing. So there's there's real value in terms of of what you're putting together there. Yeah. And these are initially two seaters, but you're planning a four seater model as well. And there is obviously a, some storage for people to carry what they're going yeah. to be carrying. Yeah, the, 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 well, the European L6 only allows for two seats. Uh, the European L7 uh, can uh, legally also uh, uh, allow four seats. Uh, the size is, is the limited fact, limiting factor there. We are, we are developing a little bit smaller one that you can have, say, two kids in the back. That's more aimed for families uh, looking to bring their kids to school uh, or to the sports club or uh, go shopping or, you know. Uh, if, if you want to bring just a little bit more than than, than only one person or a little bit of uh, luggage, uh, but the, the the main vehicle now is to, uh, two person, uh, where you have also extra space in the rear to uh, for your shoppings and uh, groceries, uh, sports gear and all that stuff. Yeah, but but Fred, we've been spoiled, uh, you know, with with these big Hummer-sized vehicles and something that we take our homes around with us as we go and haul stuff. I mean, it's like it's like it's not really stupid. I mean, how often do I even you know travel with more than just my wife and myself? You know, I mean, it, it really it really is 
it's somewhat silly. I, I mean, well, I, we'll I, have I, to talk to Elizabeth because the doors yeah. are optional here. Alan. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> no, she'll love it. I mean, uh, and, and in this sense, it, so, it, it so is I not a replacement. It's not meant as a replacement for the first car. You know, no. or the car that you go on holiday. It's a, it's for the second right. car, or of course, for your kids to use, or uh, or elderly, or you know. Yeah, and then at that at that point, it, it really is what pray for it. You can bring it out to you know for you to make money and for it to be affordable. I mean, both have to happen. Otherwise, yeah, let's let's talk about the pricing not... you're shooting for, Robert. Yeah. So we're starting uh, at six thousand two hundred fifty euros, excluding tax and excluding doors. So uh, including doors in the Netherlands, you pay twenty one percent tax. So including all that, that is eight thousand five hundred euros. $8,500 nowadays. <laughs> oh, so, that's uh, so bad. That's so bad that it's $8,000. Sorry. Huh? <laughs> uh, it's, the, the poor euro, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're now equal, but yes, go ahead. Well, uh, that's, that's not <laughs> no, so I bad. Uh, I know, you know, I know. It's I know. designed, uh, it, when, when they came out, uh, it was equal. Yeah, yeah, I know. The euro I know. came. I know, I know, I know. That's right. Way back then, it started out one to one, didn't it? And yeah, then you yeah. guys went way up, and then you know we it couldn't afford to down. go to Europe, and then got yeah. back down, and we're dying to come. Yes, we, we're starting to uh, you to replicate your uh, <laughs> your spending behavior. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now we're on par again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's easy to calculate. Yeah, 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 it's easy. It makes it easy to calculate, right? So your your model your model here is to keep the cost very low, as as low as possible, and you have other models too. You're looking for leasing and fleets and 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 things along those lines, right? Yeah, we have a lot of interest for fleets, and that's that's the thing is uh, in Europe you see a lot of two two wheeler sharing. Uh, you know, also public sharing or floating uh, in the cities like the kick scooters, the bikes. and the, But the thing is, and, and especially mopeds in the Netherlands, mopeds are very popular. The thing is, it's very seasonal. Uh, it works in summer, but in the winter, much less. Um, then uh, it's not very inclusive because it's mainly young people that are using them. But, Older people are. Yeah, yeah we, we we don't like young people. Okay, I mean, I'm so <laughs> no, jealous. Great. I'm the, so the, jealous. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, but they, you know, the, a kick scooter. You know, if you fall over, if, <laughs> if you type "kick scooter accident" on YouTube, you'll have a good time for a few hours. Um, but uh, no, it's like quite like, ru- like Russian crash videos. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like great. Go ahead. So no, yeah. it, it, and. You know, in Holland, you have this great biking infrastructure, you know, that makes biking a fantastic option, which, you know, we should hope have all over the world, but that's yeah, not the reality. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, 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 uh, and you know, and so four wheels, but, but four wheels sharing, sharing cars, real cars, in, in, a, in a public sharing scheme is, is very expensive. It's very hard to make that work, uh, to, to make meet and uh, meet in the business model. Uh, why why road cars are too expensive uh, no, and- no 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 I, I i said yeah the problem with all these things which of course i i said tell my students all the time it's the empty vehicle repositioning problem okay i i share it here and i drop it off there yeah it works if somebody over here uses it and brings it back here 
Oh yeah. my goodness. If yeah. if the demand so you, was you can if do the a demand, lot with, if the demand was symmetric. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can you, you can do a lot with price price differentiation. So if you bring it back, you 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 pay less. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. You can do a little bit. You right. can also do geographically. You can do a lot. You know, to 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 the uh, geofencing to 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 keep the vehicles at bay. You know. Yeah, but uh, you have to. Them, it works. It works. Yeah, well, but, but you have to charge so much. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. You need some autonomy to uh, to, to move the cars back. Yeah, right. That's that's yeah. what you you said it in your opening statement. Yeah, you yeah exactly. You want to do the economy for what? To do not to drive me really. No. It's the empty vehicle repositioning. Exactly. Thing. exactly. Oh my goodness, that's, you, that's you need to move the vehicle. The thing is, if it, if it's uh, you know, at Friday at five o'clock or six o'clock, I like to go to the city with my yeah. car. Yeah. And, uh, and and here at the corner, you have a lot of mopeds, you know, yeah. a shared mobility moped. Okay, great. So Friday at six o'clock, I want to go to the city. All the mopeds are gone. They're gone. And during the whole week, I'm stumbling over the mo mopeds. Only right. when I need them, they're gone. Of course. Oh, that's, my goodness. I that's mean, exactly what you're talking about. When the demand is not symmetric. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, all this stuff ends up being out in the who knows what, and somebody's got yeah. to bring it. Oh, it's I funny. Mean, it's funny that you say that because there's also this investigation. So why, how is it possible that every time I'm, I see taxis everywhere, but when I'm looking for a taxi, they're nowhere. <laughs> because again, because again, the, the, the key thing with the way we move around, okay, we don't move around symmetrically. Maybe over a range of a lifetime, it yeah. ends up being symmetric because we, because we we end. But when when you when you look at these over the time scale in which they're used, the darn thing is it is so skewed that yeah. you go nuts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buses are full going this way, empty coming back. Yeah, yeah, full. Yeah. Well, they're only they're empty starting out here. Then they start and then they get full and then they're empty. So so basically yeah. three quarters of the time they're empty. Yeah, it's funny because if you look at the, the energy usage, because a lot of people that I'm talking with they say, yeah, but the energy usage of uh, public transport is much better. I say no. No, it's not. No, <laughs> no it's not. No, no and it's no, not. It's not they, way, they, they, they use way more energy. No, why? Because, because of the occupancy. They're they're traveling right, empty. Most right, of the because time. yeah, the important thing is the energy utilization per person trip. Per okay. person per kilometer. Per, per, yeah. per, per person kilometer. Yes. Per person, exactly. not vehicle kilometer. Person exactly. kilometer. Yeah. So you have to know the occupancy and so on and yeah. what and integrate it so, over to the do da 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 and you need a computer. Oh, we to did do that. It. We, so did, we did know, all that. I know I know you do all that. So we did all that. I, we used less than a train and less less than a bus. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. That's even without solar, we use less. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and if you can put them out there so that there are they are shareable, yeah. shareable vehicles. But but the shareable thing is, is you either have to pay a big price to encourage somebody to drive it back to where you took where they picked it up, or you have to go do it. And it, that is non-expensive in any of these things, in the bike sharing and the, in the scooter sharing and the, in the whatever sharing. So the, the, the autonomous driving back is not really an option with bikes. Yeah, no, no, no. With kick scooters? <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. You Mopeds, need four wheels. No, no. no. So you need four wheels. 
Yeah, but four uh, wheels in a city is a problem. Yeah, yeah. Because it has to be small. Absolutely. So, Why not? Small. But it so, doesn't have to be big because I'm only traveling by myself or maybe with Fred or somebody. Yeah, and only, and only 10 so minutes. It's fine. 15 minutes. It's no, fine. No. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. I'm not going very far. Going no. farther than I want to walk. But I'm yeah. not going very far. So within, and, and that is, that is when you look at the whole trip market, whether it's Europe, uh, U.S., uh, rural, uh, whatever, it's very, very, most of the trips are very short. The, the darn distribution has an enormous tail the, out there of long ones that moves the average way over here. Yeah. But really, the, the meat of the market is, is the short trip. The the, the 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 zero to twenty kilometers per day is like seventy percent of your. It's probably more. I I have it for the U.S. I'm, you know, I mean. So you need your holiday. So people buy a car, and in the back of the mind is the holiday. Yeah, of course, of course, because <laughs> because how did they sell it to us? They sold it to us because they only show us on holiday on roads that that no have no traffic. That so we could go a million day, miles an hour and do turns and whatever. I mean, so at the end of the day, we're all standing at the schoolyard. Yeah, holiday car. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, I mean, well, well that's the that's, interesting thing, Alan. I'm I'm going to pique your interest. Is is yeah. that this is probably about the size of a typical elevator car, and yeah, we well, the elevator analogy all of the time. No, I, yeah, I mean, I I think it's great. I think uh, I think uh, you know having these vehicles available. And putting them out there, and to me, the only real reason to, to automate them, the main reason, is to do the empty vehicle repositioning. But to do the empty vehicle repositioning, the automation has to be really good and really cheap. Okay, yeah. and we're not there yet. Okay. Where, where no, but, are you no, in the process? That's, that's why it's our long term. We're, we're not there yet. We may, I think, we will be because in the end, it's it's only compute power and the compute power is still Moore's law. And we're still, I mean, we're, we're at exoflops now at 10 to the 18th floating point instructions per second. So we're going to be at, at 10 to the, who knows what uh, floating point instruction. So that's that's, that's exactly the reason why we're not aiming for autonomy. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't, don't. I'm, no, I'm suggesting because you will wait you forever. <laughs> no, well, we're, it's going to come. Somebody else is going to yes, do it. It is going to come. And, and then they're going to look for a market and they're going to find you and they're going to say, yes, hey, you know, I, I have this really cheap for you because because you have volume. OK, yeah. because you, you can have volume and, and exactly. it's scalable. So you, that, that's yeah, I agree. Well, where, where are you, Robert, in terms of actually uh, making this a reality and what do you hope to accomplish at CES? Are, are you talking about autonomy or? No, 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 no. no, no your with, with, with the company, no, bring your vehicles to market. When and people would want to know if they watch this. Okay, when can I get one of these? So yeah, so the, so at, at the CES we are there with, with the prototype. Uh, we are now in the midst of developing the uh, the validation prototypes. So the next prototype that's so to say a normal development process huh, for uh, for new products. The validation prototypes are a lot more progressed in in in, in uh, production, in assembly, in, in the production of all the parts, in, in, in the chassis, uh, but also in suppliers of all the parts. Uh, we have learned a lot from the first prototype. We're also uh, are putting in new features, so like the, the validation prototypes have a full uh, air conditioning. Um, 
and uh, uh, crash worthiness. Uh, there must be some crash worthiness uh, regulations associated with these. Uh, Are well, there? Well, they, the not is, that. You go, go. Go. The thing is, with the European L6 and L7, there's not so much as so it much. is yeah. legally comparable with two-wheeler mopeds and. Um, Which have so no crash survivability. <laughs> the driver is the crash trucker. So, <laughs> so uh, what we have gone over and above what is mandatory because the vehicle is designed for mass production. We're gonna have we want to have tens of thousands of vehicles in the market. So we thought it was responsible to go over and above. So we have a full crash trucker in the front and the rear. And we have a full roll cage over the car, which you can actually see in the design. I don't know, Alan, if you already saw the design, but you see the roll cage very yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you have the opportunity to do that, and you should take, yeah, we need to do the, take advantage of the opportunity. It probably doesn't end up making much of a difference in terms of the, the whole you know production cost of the darn thing. No, if, if you do it right from, if the, you do from, it right the, from the beginning, yeah. 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 And, 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 and that's with all this design. Uh, decision also from, uh, uh, for instance, air conditioning. Right. Uh, we 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 thought a lot about should we do or shouldn't we do air conditioning. We have competitors. They're not making solar cars, but the small city cars that decided not to do air conditioning. But because we have solar, we got a lot of interest from hot countries and hot areas in the world. So it makes sense to do air conditioning as well. It's a it's it's an energy drain, of course. Yeah, it's, it's an enormous energy drain. Yeah, but you only yeah. use it for a short while. Uh, that's one thing. Another thing is yeah. what's very nice. If the car is fully full, fully charged, uh, and you arrive at your vehicle, you could say like five minutes before you get in, start cooling my car. And then you can use the solar energy to cool the car before you get in, which is a, some, a nice feature. <coughs> to handle the excess energy that you basically got. So, so the, ener the energy drain on the uh, air conditioning is less than the energy gain on the solar side, panel side, so that in fact, well, you, you, you could do, do or, or where's the balance there? Because you're yeah, using and you need a replacement. But if it's, if it's hot, guess what? The sun's shining. So therefore yeah. you do have, I mean, you're, you're, you're in a, in a situation in which you, you could have that energy balance being uh, very. So, so listen, if, 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 if you have real intelligence in the vehicle yeah. and say AI uh, yeah. and the vehicle, uh, the software recognizes that you use the car only like 10 kilometers a day. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very nice day. The prediction, the weather prediction is good. The software knows, of course, what the weather, where the prediction is. They know, so the coming days is 20 kilometers per day yeah. worth of solar energy. So why not use a little bit more for your air conditioning? Because you can, because you're going to fill it up anyway uh, the next day. Hmm? Yeah, so, no, of course. I, You know, you have a bunch of people who would love to write, write that code to make sure that works well. And I mean, that's, exactly. well, no, of course. I mean, that's the... That's the opportunity that we have today is to be, uh, I don't know, it's artificial intelligent, intelligent about the how we write code to be able to yes. use things. And yeah. we can yeah. we can go ahead and do that. But yes, you're absolutely right. And and if it's if it's a cold winter day 
you don't need much of that. No, okay? no, no and, exactly, uh, exactly. So heating, you no, need anyway for no, deforming no, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the front you, window. You can, do that, you can do that intelligently. Yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. it's AI, I don't think it's AI, but no. <laughs> you can write good code to do Machine that. learning. Oh, the heck with machine learning. I don't believe any of that stuff. Anyway, I'm too old. Nice code. code. <laughs> yeah, well, true. The website for more information about yes. what you're doing is squadmobility.com. Yeah. And I'm sure you're going to get a lot squad of interest. like a police squad. <laughs> You'll get lots of interest at, uh, at, at the Consumer Electronics Show. Congratulations on what you're doing, Robert. We hope so. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see you there. Well, Alan, a busy week ahead, starting yes. with the Florida Automated Vehicles Summit. Uh, many of the big players will be on hand. And of course, State Senator Jeff Brandis is kind of leading the way once again. And you're moderating a couple of things, I think, including a panel on autonomous deployment. Yes, and of course, um, uh, I think what Jeff has set the the conference up, at least on the, with respect to the AV side, I think there's some EV side to it also, but the AV side is really focused on deployment, uh, and uh, this is what I hope to do with the one panel that I'm involved with and, and the other presentation that I make, I think. You know that we need to really get to deployment uh, in this industry. We need to get to we need to get to a point in which we're delivering something, uh, whether it's just societal value or economic and economic value or economic value. Uh, it's gonna be nice if it was and societal and economic value, but we can only do that with with deployment. It, it has to be used. It has to be consumed. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, you, you, you look at where we are now, you know, going into 2023, uh, you know, we're getting close to, to 20 years since DARPA, the DARPA challenges that really kicked off this latest sector. And, and, and you know, we're not anywhere near the, the deployment thing is, 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 um, we're not we're, we're not really there yet at least on the, on the driverless piece and i think in the in the newsletter i comment about you know, you know chinese and, and baidu uh, out there you know with with their demonstrations of their systems and whatever and they're talking or they seem to be proud that they're that they're offering with with their vehicles you know to uh, they're, they've been uh, they've uh, reached a performance of you know 15 rides per day per vehicle if if, if you're uh, if you're delivering this 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 form of mobility and and your and your your hurdle is to hit 15 rides per day that's nothing okay that's not contributing anything one you, you can't have an opportunity to get much revenue and two, you're not delivering very much societal benefits. 15 person trips per day, and you're proud of that? I mean, you must be applying. I'm, where are you applying this? You're out there scurrying. Hey, you can't find a customer. McDonald's serves 15 you know, customers per day per, per outlet. They're out of business. I mean, these things have to be producing and delivering person trips mobility to individuals. I mean, that's the value proposition, okay? And if you're only doing 15 per day per vehicle, 
Okay, good luck. Good luck. I mean, you better be you better be the price of a of a bike share in, in New York. Okay. You can't do it. I don't know. I mean, yes. So it, it, it must be either where you're trying to apply it and how you're delivering it, or it's, 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 hey, what are we doing here? Right. You got to go where, where the need is, where the well, market yeah, is. I mean, these things have to scale to, to be, a, to, to be a, uh, to deliver value. And what have we invested in this technology to date? You know, uh, hundred billion, give or take, I don't know, 10 billion, you know, that's 10 to the 10 times 10 to the ninth. That's 10 to the 10th dollars. And you're going to make it up with vehicles out there doing, you know, 15. Good luck. It's not a business. It's a well, toy. It should be an interesting summit, shouldn't it? Yeah, I know. I mean, I see a fool. Uh, I don't know. Yes, but 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 look, but I think there are places in which these things could deliver mobility in ways that they could deliver a lot of mobility. At least we we can show it in simulation. What good is simulation? I mean, we make a bunch of assumptions, and, and you know, who knows if we cheated? Hopefully, we didn't cheat. Um, right. In the Smart Driving Cars newsletter, Alan, uh, you highlight Tim Dodd, the everyday astronaut on, on YouTube, who's been selected for the Dear Moon mission around the moon on, on SpaceX. The seats were all purchased by a Japanese entrepreneur, uh, Yusako Mazawa, if I'm saying that correctly. But uh, pretty exciting. And I know you're applauding Tim, been a longtime fan. Uh, been a long time fan, a long time. I, he just hasn't been around all that long, maybe only five years, but I just, you know, in, in what he put, he's put together on YouTube, the, and his uh, site, everyday astronaut, um, yeah, he's tried to take rocket science and basically make it consumable by everybody without watering it down. And that, I, I just appreciated what he did. You know, he's a pretty much of a nerd like the rest of us, Fred. Um, um, and but he's done it, I think, in, in just such a good way. And I've, I have appreciated that. And and what's what's so nice about this is that you know here's this this guy who just you know tries to do something good to make uh, to to make this whole rocket science area um, uh, not so mystical. As opposed to highfalutin, da da da. I mean, you probably can't understand all of this. He goes in there and and puts it out there so that it, so that it is understandable. I just appreciated him, and for him uh, to then be, in some sense, found and then recognized with with this with this uh, what I consider to be maybe somewhat the the ultimate. Um, um, honor of being given one of the seats offered one of the seats in the first translunar um commercial flight it's being paid by one guy who's bought it and then said you know who are the good people in the world that i can put in there and and he's put he's put a wonderful array of of just people 
and 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 for Tim Dodd to be selected, he did apply. He did re respond to the application, and I was, I'd love to see his what he put in there. He made a video for that. I hope he he uh, puts it online as to how he wanted. I, I I imagine it's absolutely fantastic. I'm gonna want to take a look at what he did. I'm gonna want to copy it or something like that. Or <laughs> no, I'm, so I'm just so so proud of him for what he's accomplished, and it's really neat. You just uh, Google Dear Moon Mission and you'll learn a lot more about it. Right. Really terrific. Right. right. Really terrific. Russ Mitchell has a piece in the LA Times headline, Tesla says its self-driving technology may be a failure, but not fraud. Uh, this is from a motion to dismiss a, a class action lawsuit. Yeah. I... <sighs> All this is, I don't know, it's an unfortunate part of language. You, uh, one wants to put language associated with, with things. And, um, and uh, maybe, I don't know, people have said that, uh, suggested that calling it autopilot in the first place was wrong by Tesla. Uh, but if you look at the use of the word autopilot by the airline or aircraft industry, it never meant that the plane was going to fly by itself. It was always, and it still is autopilot in an airplane, is to support the pilots, is to allow the pilots to do a better job. To allow the pilots to have a better quality of life when they're flying this darn thing with who knows how many folks in the back whose lives are, are dependent on them doing a good job. So in a sense, it, it is sort of one of these, these, uh, these advanced flying assistance systems, advanced driver assistance system to allow you to do that better. You know, I, I drove back and forth uh, to Pittsburgh and back yesterday to go watch the Stillers lose by two get two points, but it was it was so nice to have in my car, you know, a system that that I can take my feet off the pedals. And and why do I have my feet on the pedals? Is to make sure that I don't crash into a vehicle or something ahead of me, and I don't get too close. And I don't go too fast. And I sort of keep up with traffic. That's my objective function. That's what I'm trying to do with my feet. And how do I have to do that with my feet? I have to look at gauges. Because my, uh, my sensory system of, of speed, I mean, it, it, just, it just doesn't match with what I'm doing. I'm sorry. I, you know, my eyes, my body, and whatever it can do is so I have to look at the speedometer. So I have to look at the speedometer and not look at what the road is ahead. And to me, that is very difficult to do. Maybe it's only me. Maybe it's not the rest of the folks. But all of a sudden, you make an intelligent cruise control system. It's really trivial. You know, it just has radar, whatever you can do with vision too, but radar, measure the distance, doesn't let me get too close. I mean, it bothers me when people come up to my rear end and are, are riding my rear. I put on my, my flashers. They get all excited. Don't run up my rear. And this does it for me. And so I'm not doing it to other people. 
And if it slows down, it slows me down. I don't have to do it. So valuable to me. Doesn't put me to sleep and, 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 and check out. I don't go jump in the back seat and say, hey, I don't have to do anything. And then with the lane centering, with the thing just, you know, helping me, you know, it guides me around the corner. Enormously uh, valuable to me. Uh, I suspect to others, we could do tests. I could do research whether then people have done it. So valuable. To me, that's that's what it does to a pilot. Okay, it does the does the things that that he or she doesn't, you know, really. Otherwise, it's difficult. And, and so, calling it autopilot is not completely insane. Calling it full self driving and then publicizing that you can then take your vehicle and put it out there at as as an Airbnb to go get, let Fred get Fred rides and go over to your house. That's like wacko. Where in the heck did that come from? Are you kidding? How good you have to be to be able to do that? Cut it out. Okay. So unfortunately, there, you know, they, you know, for whatever reason, you know, in the naming of stuff, I mean, Look at what some cars are named and so, and so on and so forth. A Hummer. Does it hum? No. <laughs> like crushes people. It's a tank coming down the road. Not humming. Oh, it's humming. Mm, how lovely. I don't know. People sit around there on Madison Avenue and the, 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 the madmen sit there and figure out, you know, what these great names are. And in that sense, what are they meant? They're meant to, you know... Uh, misrepresent or overrepresent. Well, well the 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 uh, sonata the, the sonata from from Hyundai sounds like an upgrade over the Hummer. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you then you have them called Nova, and then somebody <laughs> somebody from who speaks Spanish says, "Whoa, what'd you call that? <laughs> That's a what? That Nova's? Ah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. I mean, you, you mentioned radar, Alan. Uh, yeah. Tesla yeah. is reportedly adding radar to its cars next month amid the self-driving concerns. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to be a concern that you don't have it, put it in there. What's it going to cost you? The radars now are, you know, really cheap and much better. And, you know, when, 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 when vision is, is not really good, these things are really good. That's why they have radars on planes. You know, in some sense, that to, to help to, to help the pilots. Sure, why not throw it in there? Okay, so that you know, otherwise you have to fight off the concern. Put it in there. Yeah, yeah, great, no problem. In the latest newsletter, you highlight a video from Matt. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Lown, L-O-W-N-E, on yeah. on YouTube. As an animation of plans to build a steam train station. And yeah. I think you were enamored with that. No, of course I'm enamored with that. You know, any of us who sort of pioneered the use of some interactive computer graphics to basically take, uh, make virtual realizations out of things so that you can see it, you know, kind of, it's amazing what you can do today. 
Okay, what we struggled, I mean, you can't believe the struggles to make, you know, to use interactive computer graphics and doing things. And now you just sit there and, you know, in the early uh, uh, days of, of uh, a second life and all that stuff, that was all, you know, it was really neat that you could do some things. But now it's, and now you can create these like, you know, I'm just trying, I wish I had time to, put into that maybe i'll take the time or maybe try to convince one of my students that you know do a similar thing for the whole um you know trenton uh, uh autonomous uh trans transit network or the autonomous transit network for jacksonville or for any city in the united states just sit there and animate the whole thing we we have the data to drive these things. Uh, you know, any of these animations are data driven, and also with with the simulations, hopefully have uh, have equations of motion in there that are realistic, or equations of behavior in there that are realistic, that aren't faking it, that aren't you know. Yeah. I'm I'm not seeing an Oculus uh, system, the the VR stuff behind you on the desk or anything. No, I got, <laughs> no, I, I yeah. One of my students he, uh, ran that whole former students ran that whole section of a of a, of Oculus a, a number of years ago, and she gave me one of the sets. And I, I did put it on once, and then my neighbor wanted to borrow it, and he, they borrowed it three years ago. It's never come back, but you know, <laughs> never missed it. I don't know. Uh, Bob Vanderby, my colleague, uh, you know, does does now. Um, astro uh, photography through uh through visualization 3d visualization yeah he has a book, book it's is, terrific has his book out there which is terrific and you know so yes i have some yeah yes i'm i'm a um yeah i'm i'm, I'm i stand by and watch uh, an amazement at what other people create and that's i just thought that was neat and, and there is there are tools out there for you to do that and and so if you have the time, you know, do that crocheting. I mean, it's like <laughs> crocheting, but it's. I just got a press release in about a new pickleball app for the Oculus to play oh. pickleball. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's there's it's, a there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a so, lot going on. I, I just thought I'd throw it out there for. Yeah. I I appreciate what what people are doing in that area. Our friend Henry Posner III uh, is featured in an article in Princeton International about his work providing trains to transport Ukrainian refugees from Poland to Germany. Yeah. We had uh, Henry on with us before talking about this. Really terrific. Yeah, it's terrific that, that he's getting more press about it and so on. It's really a you know fundamentally fantastic thing that he did there. And Henry, Henry's a good guy. It's nice to see him doing good things. And finally, the TRB, the Transportation Research Board, has a, a new executive director, Victoria Sheehan, who's been the New Hampshire DOT commissioner, I think, for, for a number of years. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. And, and, and um, you know, it's, that is sort of the um, organization that uh, folks like me who, who um, are out there trying to improve uh, mobility and, and transportation in various ways and uh, we get together every January. We're going to get together again Tuesday of of um, of TRB week in the evening, where we've had a uh, 
Princeton uh, transportation program banquet and friends and, and alumni. So if you're a friend and alumni of the Princeton transportation program, you're invited. Um, um, we have a little get together. This will be this will be the 51st. <laughs> one of them was virtual. All the rest of them have been live. I've been part of every one of them, unbelievably. I mean, whatever, still hanging in there, uh, trying to do it. It's kind of amazing to do something, you know, 51 years in a row every year, da, da, dee, da, da, da. But whatever, I guess <laughs> I refuse to give up. <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh, well, I know, <laughs> I, I, you know what I was thinking when we were, we're going to close things up, but I was thinking about how many squad mobility vehicles you could fit in the garage. <laughs> you can... <laughs> at at, 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 uh, at uh, May's Landing, I mean, we, right? Oh, you'd you'd fit the board, 30 or 40 maybe. anyway down there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, can, we can, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting that in fact you could provide you could have that that mobility maybe you can afford to buy one for yourself if you have a place to to use it and put it or, or but to, to make them available it's, it's sort of the same concept that we have with the move style autonomous transit network concept of, of driverless vehicles having places just like in bike share and whatever that you know where to go where a vehicle is going to be available for you to take it to very near where you're going and basically leave it and again it's the same as the elevators in, in buildings that have been that, that really work as a mobility system there is a place where you go into a building where these things where people where the demand sort of aggregates itself so you have a chance to share and it takes you to another location where you can those folks can disperse themselves so instead of having to provide from here to here, if you can see here, you just provide from here to here and you get the aggregation and the aggregation so that you have an opportunity to in this corridor have a have have sharing. It's all to share as opposed to be an individual. Okay. If you're doing individual to individual, it's it's a mess, which is in some sense what's happened to our cars. We've gotten them to be individual to individual, and it's largely a mess in many places because, because there's such a dispersion of, of origins and such a dispersion of destinations. But if you can bring them together, then you can share. Now, what's the beauty of, of, of having, having the automation in these things is that now you can do this between many points as opposed to just along a corridor, you can do it on a network. And so that network allows you to more, to, to, to now just aggregate in smaller areas so, so that in fact, you get just a couple people, but you at least get a couple people. And if it's only one per ride, oh my goodness, you're still at the car level, which there's no aggregation. You know, when I want to go some, when I drove to Pittsburgh yesterday morning, I am certain that within a five mile radius 
of, of Princeton, there was probably somebody else who wanted to go to Pittsburgh yesterday morning. They could have come with me. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, did you put on deodorant? Well, I don't know. You're pretty ugly. I don't want you. Of course not. They could have come with me. But they ended up driving their own car and whatever, and probably one in front of the other, who knows what, on that whole, you know, whatever five-hour trip to Pittsburgh. Talk about something that's environmentally irresponsible. Irresponsible. But there, there's no information system. There's no, there's no opportunity. There's no... Um, the, the beauty of the elevator is, is that you come into the building and everybody's going to whatever and they, and they have something in common and they don't mind. I, we think that this also exists on a network level. If, you come, if you're coming from here and you're going to there, you know, you have, or going to places along that, you have something and, and might as well get in together. This is what mass transit tried to do, but they're, they're dealing in linears. We have the opportunity to deal in networks. That suggests that now the opportunity to provide service to everybody is, is it goes non-linearly, maybe exponentially. And if you simulate this stuff in someone, you can see it. You know, we've been simulating this stuff for 10 years now. You know, certainly all my students see it. At least I hope they see it. I don't think I'm faking it. But we got to put it out there and get it deployed and show that, in fact, it works. Nobody's really doing that yet. Oh, my goodness. In China, I mean, with the best deployment, biggest deployment in the biggest cities, <laughs> they're deploying it so that it does 15-person trips per vehicle per day. If that's all you're going to do, forget about it. You're not socially, societally beneficial, nor, nor do you have a chance to be economically beneficial. Go to a football game. Give it up. Well, we do want to thank uh, Robert, uh, Robert yes, Hoovers for spending time with us today. The website, once again, is squadmobility.com. Thank you to CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, for helping to make this podcast possible. CARTS is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high-quality mobility for all. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you turn to for podcasts. Smart speakers can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe.